0: are Listening to the Misguided Miscreants podcast, I am one of your hosts, MJ, and I am here with my co hosts, JJ and Andy. What's up?
1: Yo, what's up? Hello, hello, hello. How's it going?
0: Hello, it's going, (laughs) it's going good. (laughs) It's
2: going, (laughs) it's going. It's uh, unofficial summertime.
0: Yes, are you guys off off of school? Finally, yes, oh my god, exactly. That was like one of the busiest semesters ever.
2: Yeah, it was uh, it was rough.
0: It was.
3: How many more semesters do you guys have?
0: Two. T- two? I both have two of us. semesters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you too. Both of us <laughs> have two. We both graduate next May. Oh, nice. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. Goddamn. Sh-
2: shit. Damn. <laughs> it's coming. It's crazy, bro.
0: It went by fast.
1: Yeah, I honestly don't even remember when you guys even started. <laughs> right?
0: I started I started last spring. Last when spring. You You started fall, right? Fall. Yeah, I started spring 2020.
3: Oh, so like when the
1: pandemic. Yeah. It's already been two semesters. <laughs> dude.
0: And I took summer, yeah. so it's been Oh, yeah. Oh, longer. Yeah. But dude, this past semester though. I hate group projects.
2: Dude, they are <laughs> the worst, man. Who even, especially over the internet, over long distance, you know? Oh, that's mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. Well, you, got, you guys like, got people that just don't work or anything?
0: Well, I had a group project.
2: Hers was a lot worse than mine, so.
0: Yeah, like we had a semester-long project like we've been meeting, like regularly, like doing different parts of the project. And then like three weeks before the end of semester... One of our group mates dropped out, and I was just like, right. "What the fuck? <laughs> like, what are we supposed right. to do?"
1: <laughs> what kind of project right. was this? Was it like a presentation type thing, or there was just... a pre- presentation at oh, the okay.
0: end? But basically, we were supposed to digitize a collection and then upload it and put metadata on it and stuff. So, and we had to present our collection, but he he dropped Bailed. out. Yeah, that sucks. Say yeah. Peace out, suckers. Yeah annoying i had a feeling that would happen because he wasn't really he didn't he didn't seem very committed to the group like every time we had discussions he didn't really talk yeah much he yeah. didn't contribute so yeah but it was stuff, why like, wait that long
3: right <laughs> yeah right or yeah. also
0: like you're three you're three weeks out you're just finish it just yeah, go through just it, it and then. It. but whatever we did it Got an A on our project, so we good.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah!
0: Yeah, the two of us.
2: <laughs> Just the two of no. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of early signs. I remember because she she was like talking to me about it in the beginning, and I was like, this guy already seemed like sus <laughs> when it comes to this mm-hmm. whole project thing. Yeah. Lame. <laughs> yeah,
0: but whatever. It's done. We became through it
2: yeah i can't stand oh yeah
0: your projects mm.
2: I, I can't stand that kind of i mean they weren't that bad but there was a lot of things not a lot There there's some things where uh just certain things came up and i was just like okay i don't see why we have to because okay so my thing is like not that i want to do the least work amount possible work yeah least amount of work possible but more so that if there's a way we can do it where it's efficient and we'll, we're still getting the job done like why not, you know? Why not? And some stuff would come up, and I'm just thinking like, okay, yeah, we can totally do it this way, and still do what we need to do, and like fulfill the requirements of our project. And then sometimes people will be like, oh, why not do it this way, the way where you know we have to do more work or make it more complicated than it needs to be, and then go from there. And then I'm just thinking like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it, I don't get it. It's and to be fair, like I get it cuz two of the people who are in my group like they were graduating soon. Um this is a, this is their last semester, so maybe it's like a little bit of burnout, a little bit of like stress or whatever, but I'm the kind of person who just like try to make it fair for everybody and still make sure everyone does their equal share. So that was just kind of like a general thing that I had. Like it's nothing against them personally. It's just like, yeah, I I don't see why we have to do it the hard way basically. So On top of the fact that, yeah, we're long distance and we have to meet over Zoom and, like, it's hard to meet up. Like, we're not meeting up face-to-face and so we're not, like, there's none of that, like, you know, connection and it's not easy to talk to people if we don't see them in person, you know? So, group projects are the devil. Glad I don't miss those. Honestly, back in
1: my my college days, I don't, I barely remember what we even did as a group project. (laughs) Like... It's that all a lot. such a blur. <laughs> I know. It's just like <laughs> I don't know, just some contrived like assignment
2: <laughs> and just present it. Right. And it never ends up like feeling at least I don't know, maybe I don't know. I guess I I don't to speak for everybody, but but it never feels like, wow, we really accomplished something compared to like when you do like a big project individually and you turn it in, you feel a sense of relief. It's like I do feel a sense of relief when we turn in a group project, but it's like not as much. It's not like, wow, that was such a, also stressful for no reason kind of thing. Oh, you know
1: what? Do you guys know the company Kiva.org is?
2: Kiva? Kiva, K-I-V-A. The weed? I feel like it sounds familiar. Oh, okay. <laughs> the <Don't No. hate>. weed? <laughs> <laughs> Are there a weed company? Huh? I don't know.
0: It's a brand. No, but I don't th- know if they're... that's what it is.
1: Well, the, this one that I'm talking about is like, um, they. They're basically a crowdfunding platform, right? And Uh-oh. you, as a person who wants to invest in, um, uh, like, developing countries, like small businesses and stuff, they connect you to them, and you can just invest, right? And then you you get your money back with however much time it takes. So there's like you know so, some of that like social good impact, um. Uh, idea in, in in this platform, and basically, what, what the reason why I'm bringing this up is because one of our school projects was to work directly with companies to to solve a like IT or project management related um problem, right? And I remember like we've completed like the the task, and then the the rep from from Kiva just like ghosted us completely. Like there what? was like no like contact like we did all the work and like this it, it was like some migration project and we did all the work we sent the requirements and just like nothing what so, yeah not a good look but that was, that was a long That's... time ago <laughs> Damn. this was for school right this was for school but you work yeah. with an
2: actual company yeah what the f- yeah wow did did your school or your professor do anything like did they know about this i,
1: I honestly forgot but we, we all I know is that, you know we passed, so there wasn't yeah. any like negative thing came out of it, but yeah, mm. yeah, because like that's... the the work itself was fairly
3: straightforward, just takes a bit of time, but yeah, that's crazy, man. Company companies, man, corporatism. Shady.
2: Yeah, I feel like like I get it, cause. The justification for most, especially I guess for, I don't know, maybe it might be a little different for a grad program, maybe not, but like the justification I, I seem to like hear or see a lot is like, well, it prepares you for the workforce and like group settings and you might have to deal with moving parts and some people might not do, not, might not pull their weight or whatever the case is, you know, it might have to, you might have to communicate this way. And it's like, I feel like from secondhand stories and just like when I think about it, it's not really like that and it's just in the same way that even individual projects or things you do in school whether that's high school or college doesn't really prepare you for a job setting or a workplace setting yeah. especially depending on the profession you're in like if you're an engineer compared to a computer engineer compared to um project manager project development whatever like it's it's going to be different you know like yeah and on the fact that if we're doing this over zoom like and this whole Zoom fatigue thing, which is a real thing, it's like, it's just,
1: yeah, it's yeah, different. It's especially for, like, for for my profession, I feel it's it's very, like, relatable, but for your, what you're aiming for, probably not, right? Because, like, you have a lot of reading to do. It's like a lot of things mm. come from you individually, and you have to, like, right. piece those things together yourself Um, in, like, a thesis format, right, versus, you know, working together as a team or whatever, right. you know? You know, it's funny, the the first thing I I thought of when you said that, when you said, like, oh, you know, these college courses, you want to make it so that it simulates, you know, like a team communication and not pulling your weight and all stuff. I'm like, have you ever played Call of Duty? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Communication. That's that's true. Got to carry your teammates (laughs) and work as a team.
2: <laughs> speaking of we t- i know we talked about a lot about a lot about warzone last episode but we never we didn't talk about how uh and i've been thinking about this because i started i guess i can kind of segue into this but uh i have been thinking about streaming more often especially when she leaves for her internship mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um even but even before like when i did this okay let me back up when i was that in that student assistant position i don't remember if you remember uh Andy like i i think i told you about this and i kind of talked to you about it i don't i don't know if you remember the gist of it but one of the things I was supposed to do was help manage, uh, like live streams, uh, on top of other things. But manage live streams, and at the time, I did like I knew about streaming. I followed streamers, but I didn't know much about the actual act of streaming. And so once I came to actually like looking at it and doing it, at the time I didn't know what the hell was going on, right? But I remember one of the things, one of the 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 guys that I worked under, technically, um he had, a like, he had done a lot of stuff in the gaming esports community, and he, like, I don't, he didn't tell me this directly, but the way he, like, framed what he learned while streaming, kind of like what you were saying, like, the communication and, like, the, like, delegating tasks and stuff like that, he framed, like, playing competitive games in the way that you kind of described it, where it's, like, oh, able to communicate with the team, um, you know, able to improvise, like, uh, delegating tasks, like, all that stuff, it's, like, learning to communicate in a game, like, the call-outs and stuff, and it's, like, he framed that as, like, oh, yeah, these are, are uh, desirable skills for, like, potential
0: employers. Can you imagine? Totally. Can you imagine being able to use video games as something, like, as Dude. an experience thing? No, or skills in your you, resume? Yeah. You can.
3: <laughs> you, you really
1: can. So Dude, that it's would just, be sick. It's just, it's just how you frame that yeah. activity, yeah. right? So I remember this a long time ago when, you know, we were in high school or whatever, um, had a neighborhood friend and he was saying how he got into UCLA. You know how you have to have to like write a personal statement and stuff. Yeah. And I think he's the one who said that he put down his experience playing Counter Strike in that personal statement oh, to, to to talk about teamwork, right, and working as a team and and all and all that, right. I'm like, Sick. damn. I mean sick but you know i never applied to a uc to really have a personal statement letter but but anyways like i I think a lot (laughs) of that is totally viable right i remember seeing this uh also this one video about this one girl who who put down her experience as being the dungeon master in Mm. um, dungeons and dragons and she rewarded it in such a way that it was like she she built and led a community and managed that right and Dude, that's like, Man, so sick, that's, right that's yeah. I
0: wish that was more acceptable' because that would be so yeah, it depends on the company who would accept that or not it does, yeah, yeah, but that would be so sick,
2: yeah, I feel like in general though, very slowly it's slightly becoming more acceptable because of the 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 prevalence of like game esports gaming streaming culture and like mainstream consciousness, if you will, um. Especially with the like the the explosion of like for, Fortnite and t- Twitch streaming and like esports and all this stuff being kind of integrated into like mainstream culture, which is uh we and we kind of talked about a different aspect of this in the past, but it's it's both a good and a bad thing. But I think more of a good thing than a bad thing in general. So you talk about we we talk about specifically about like streaming or esports culture, like or? the visibility of streaming and gaming. Yeah, because um. Like, gaming is essentially probably, I think it's the no- still the number one most, like, profitable revenue drawing in, like, entertainment industry, but that's thanks to, like, streaming mostly, like, no joke, like, yeah. the industry's huge now, so the idea that it's more prevalent, or the, the fact that it's more prevalent is, like, leading to companies, certain companies being more open to, like, okay, they were a competitive streamer at a high level, or a competitive gamer at a high level, um, in a Counter Strike team, or in a Fortnite yeah. team, or a Fortnite as a Fortnite individual, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, and as long as you know how to like, you know, like you said, frame it and market it, um, you you probably provide valuable skills to a company. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I even I remember my latest company at Healthline. I remember, I talked to the CEO about I forgot what the question was, but basically I alluded to my time, even. Playing in a basketball team, right? Oh, I think I think the question was revolved around uh, showing examples of grit, right? And then I asked him, "Hey, I can, like, do you want a professional example or like just a personal?" <laughs> and then he he said both. And then I think one of the, one of the personal ones, I I alluded to just the journey in that basketball team because at the time it was a while back, but I was just feeling really. Burnt out from basketball, you know something that like you know you love and you just yeah. feel burnt out and then right. i went through this like phase of um I don't know what would you call it, but it was like just kind of like a reset button right it, it it just like it just made you reset and reevaluate the initial things of why you love something the first time you did it, and just focus on that rather than like right now what like what's the why do I feel this way? Like, why am I tired of the right. game and all, like all these like ancillary reasons, you know? And just go goes back to like, why did you even like this game in the first place? And then that that kind of reinvigorated kind of my uh, I guess my 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 basketball enthusiasm, right? And going through to make myself better, like like those were just examples of grit that I, that I was able to to share, and it was yeah it was it was welcome you know he i think that the ceo took it in a positive light so i think there's there's tons of opportunities to kind of come to showcase that and you're right it's really about how you present it you know at that that how aware of it are you Real?
2: yeah and i think it's also about being honest too because i think people can tell like uh I'm, I'm i'm i imagine this doesn't happen that often but it's a possibility that people can like play up their experiences with a certain like activity or profession or thing that hobby that they do yeah because anyone can be like yeah I used to play basketball and I know how to communicate with the team well and it's like well do you really or did you just like play it recreationally in elementary school and you never touched it again since like yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah that, uh, that, that's
1: usually when when the employers would ask to go deeper you know hmm. they, they might frame it in a different way but they'll be like oh tell me about that you know they just want a lot more detail a lot more detail
2: shows them that I, like, you're actually not bullshitting, you know? Right, that's true, that's true. But yeah, with, with, yeah, going back to gaming, I think, yeah, like I said, I think as people in our generation and Gen Z, maybe when we get, and maybe there's some accepting, like, Gen X and boomers, but more so with millennials and Gen Z, like, once we get older and we're, like, we're the ones that's the highest percentage in, in, um, like, leadership positions and workplaces, like, I feel like, in general that mindset might change um just because like of what we grew up on like video games technology the age of information stuff like that and i think um and not just because we like gaming but like there is a way like it's legit like when you play enough and you play at a high level especially whatever that is um there's always going to be like a way to say hey like these are the skills that i have or that i've learned and that i'm still developing and this is how I can apply it to this job, and of course, the ideal is that you know we don't have to be slaves to capitalism, but in that sense, you know it's a way to kind of like uh keep yourself you know afloat for a little while for a while, depending on what you want to do if that makes sense yeah yeah you just you just made me think of like you know maybe. Couple of years down the road in
1: my career, when I'm interviewing for like, a, let's say, like a junior PM or something, and if I know they're a gamer, I'm I'm <laughs> gonna ask them. Hey man, all right, in your in your squad, what is your role in your squad, <laughs> and how do you think it will benefit this this job? <laughs> That's dude, that'd be dope. <laughs> how, That's a good. How, question. how would you, how would you answer that though? Like, let's say I asked like someone asked that to you, how would you answer that?
2: How would I answer that personally? Yeah. yeah ah man i don't even that's a good question because like it's one of those things where like sometimes you don't if you don't ever really talk about it like you're when you're like say we're playing you know talking about warzone or apex or whatever the case is like um if you only play recreationally like we don't we don't you know we don't play in competitions or tournaments or like stream at a high like stream our high level skills right but i'd like to think that in general, we're like around the intermediate level, maybe not necessarily like pro or advanced, but intermediate, right? Like the middle level, not technically average, but maybe slightly above average. I don't know. Um, But that being said, the whole role thing in like video games or like in games, like in any kind of game, even if it's not like competitive FPS, right? Um, Unless you explicitly talk about it, it's kind of hard to say because what kind of roles really exist depending uh what kind of roles do exist depending on what games you play, you know, like um Apex. I think Well yeah. Uh, well okay, in general, like an FPS is uh a general role is like, okay, one person's the IGL or the in game leader, right? They're basically the ones that does most of the call outs of like the, the squad, decisions of what you're gonna leader? do. Yeah, the squad leader, in game leader, whatever you want to call it. It's like they're the ones who make the overarching like, okay, here's what we're gonna do for the pl- overall plan uh we're gonna play defensively we're gonna play aggressively we're gonna play passively we're gonna rotate a lot we're not gonna rotate a lot we're gonna play on the storm we're not gonna play on the storm we're gonna play in the middle of the circle right that's like the in-game leader but then you have like the i don't know you have like the crack shot the person who gets the most kills or who like never misses their shots right or you have like the support like she said like the support someone who like looks out a lot and like kind of like checks their surroundings the most often and says like okay i don't see anybody or there's a whole bunch of teams here. Uh oh, we should make sure we don't get spotted, blah blah blah, right? That being said, I have no idea. <laughs> for myself, I don't know. Someone else could probably tell me that.
0: I feel like that's probably one of the reasons why a lot of vet- veterans get chosen for jobs cuz they mm. think like that's a situation that they always go through when they were in the well, military.
2: Like being a leader or having a specified role that they know how to fill.
0: Yeah, and like, you know, stuff like that, like, oh, like especially like for infantry people, obviously um, that's what they would do. But well I mm. mean, they think some people think a lot of like anyone in the military does the same thing. That's true. For some reason. So they think everyone has that leadership quality. But
2: Dude, <laughs> trust me, when I tell you I no. <laughs> that's not accurate. Yeah. <laughs> like no. oh my god. I cannot imagine some of the people I worked with in the military being a leader. Even though they, t- especially in the Marine Corps, they drill this into your head like every Marine at some point is a leader, or like every Marine needs to be know how to be a leader regardless of your job or position or rank. And it's like, okay, yes, but also no, no. because <laughs> people don't either don't want to or they think they know what a leader needs to be. And then they go try to do it, and then it turns out they're a shitty leader. And also, the term leader is very subjective for it the is. most part. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, I was gonna ask you guys like, right? Like, there's, there's, like, what is leadership? You know, there's, there's so many like schools of thought, and like, mm-hmm. it means a lot of different things to different people. So like, when people first start off, you might have a your own kind of preconception of what it is, and start acting a certain way. But then, then, then they see the impact that they have or lack thereof, maybe. You know, so it's like, yep. In your opinions, what do you guys think a leader is, or, or what okay. is leadership?
2: Okay, so for me, because I can get this out of the way real quickly, because I know exactly what I, what, not just, not in myself, but in general, because my thing is, like, one of the popular schools of thought, at least in the military from when I was there, is, like, you have to have, like, an iron fist, you need to be stern, you need to be assertive, you need to, like, make them respect you, and in my head, that's fucking bullshit, that does not get results, and it doesn't make people respect you, and it doesn't make people want to do stuff for you, it makes people scared of you, it makes people fear you, and they do it out of fear because they don't want to be punished. That's yeah. it. And that yeah. doesn't also mean that they'll do their best. That just means right. they'll do the bare minimum minimum to appease you as a leader. Right? So my thing is, like, not necessarily that you want people to make you do what you want them to do. More so that they'll want to do what you want them to do for you because they respect you. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds yeah. the same, but it's more like if you treat them like human beings mm-hmm. and with respect, you don't have to be. Soft, whatever that means, you don't have to be super nice all the time, although that can be a part of it, but more so, like, you don't have to be a dick just to be a dick, which is what a lot of especially military dudes think. And it's like, oh, like, stop being a little bitch, just listen to me. And it's like, I think you have childhood trauma issues you need to work out because that's not how shit works. Like, yeah. <laughs> trust me, like, yeah, I, I it doesn't make me like you or respect, and they're like, oh, you don't have to like me. Okay, well, if I don't like you, I don't respect you. They're connected, so
1: and that's in the, that's in the military, right? So, like, w- when yeah. they try to transition that to like actual like civilized civilized
2: life it's like (laughs) doesn't work it doesn't work that way (laughs) right no yeah so i think the only thing that it might even might even get you to kind of as long as you're because sometimes like i get it like this is all you know but at the same time like they think it's a one-to-one transition from like the military to civilian life but really it's like they do what they do and they kind of somewhat downplay it but the thing is, like, depending on who, you, who works under you and who you work for, like, also what their perception of the military is and how well you can take advantage of that is, but also it, it's just, like, you can't just demand things, you know, because sometimes, like I said, that just will get you nowhere. Yeah. And I think also, like, not necessarily that being in the military or, like, that you might not know how to be a leader at all but more so like it just doesn't apply the same way and you can't treat people like they were in the military if they weren't so yeah, yeah i agree so, but but so so but what do you what what do you think your what do you think leadership is then oh just like what i said like being able to respect the people that you're in you're you're in charge of like, knowing who they are as people and also being able to, like, I don't want to say use, but, like, bring out the best in them to be able to do what needs to be done. Whether that's, I don't know, you're a project manager or you're a manager of a McDonald's. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be a dick about it. Just, yeah. like, make sure that they, they know that you see them as human beings and act accordingly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me. Yeah, it's like the same like someone that could guide you but mm-hmm. not like really like you know, they guide you, not tell you what to do. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Someone that makes you feel happy to be there to work for you. You know, like someone that's like, "Oh yeah, that's that's my that's my boss, that's my manager, that's the person that I work yeah. for." Like like Part yeah, that's like hell yeah that's my boss <laughs> exactly <laughs> which is how i feel about my boss right now so like which is pretty cool um that reminds me like we had a project uh like last summer for one of my classes and we had to do a a strategic plan for like a library or an organization and we did it for my library and then i had to um interview some of the supervisors at my work at the library and I like we basically asked them like oh what's the leadership style and then for my supervisor she basically said like yeah like she makes she wants people to be you know happy to be there or she her she said that her job was to um basically it's not I forgot what she said it was basically her job is to get people to where they want to be you know like not to do you know what she wants you to do it's just to help you do what you want to do, basically. Yeah, so it's like yeah. someone that can guide you, someone that can mentor you. So that's somebody, mm-hmm. Not somebody that you'd be, yeah, someone that you'd be glad to look up to and be and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Those are those are definitely all great points. It's, it's funny, like it, I don't know, I don't know if you guys know, but in my profession as a product manager, one one of the most fascinating things I think and why it's so hard for product management but also like really rewarding is that there's this idea of servant leadership. Have you guys heard of that?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right. And it's because when you're a product manager, you basically have to, you basically have to make people do something without having authority over them. Yep. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, when you do have authority over them, like for example, if you're the CEO of of something, you literally have authority to tell them what to do, right? But and a lot oftentimes a lot like the the role of product management is like they like to say like, oh, you're the CEO of the product, whereas whereas like you have the power to make decisions, but you technically don't have the power and authority to force those decisions. You have to drive consensus, right? So that's why it's like to me, like I very feel like th- my role is is really serving leadership. You know, I I am here to support the team, not the other way around where it's like the, the team is there to support me to do what I whatever the hell I want to do. Right.
0: And no micromanaging.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, micromanaging man. I, I don't wanna put out names, but I've definitely been but been under that. <laughs> yeah. Dude.
2: Oh my gosh. It's one of my especially biggest. Especially you. Enemies. Yeah, especially you. <laughs> yeah. It's not about me, though. <laughs> Another thing that, when I think of leadership, what I thought was
1: really interesting, I can't find the source of this because I could never find it again, but it was it has to do with Draymond Green, actually. You know, the the mm. Warriors power forward. Right. I've been trying to find this clip for so long, but I remember it was something along the lines of, you know, I think he was talking about what leadership really means, right? And, you, you know, like, Draymond Green isn't, he doesn't produce the most points, you know. He isn't. He isn't t- the tallest, the fastest, or like he isn't the best at any like measurable thing, right? <laughs> right. Like compared to like his peers and all that stuff, but he's consistently like talked about as a leader of the team, right? And like you might, you know, if if you're young, you might think, why? You know, what does that really mean, right? And it, this this interview, he was saying how. Well, well, that's just, sorry. Let me back up a bit. Um, generally, Draymond is known to be the most vocal person of that team, right? And mm-hmm. you know, even Steph Curry and Clay Tossman, they say that he's so valuable because he's like the he's like the the drumbeat of the team. You know, he keeps yeah. the team that's deep. Yeah, he, he he keeps the team like focused, like has k- keeps a level of intensity and not too laid back in certain situations, right? Because you know, it is it is a competitive environment. So you need to have someone to always keep you on your toes and always make sure that you have that level of urgency and competitiveness competitiveness in you, right? So right. so you always see him, you know, talking, trash talking, you know, cussing out the other team, right? And the part about leadership was that I think it was something along the lines of like, he said, you will know when you're a good leader is when your teammates Start adopting traits from you, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought was really interesting. Because, like, typically when you hear about leaders, leaders, you're you're always thinking of like, you know, you always think of LeBron, you know, the captain of the team, he dictates everything. But like in this case, True. yeah, in, in this case, Draymond's not really dictating anything, but it's the fact that he is so integral to his team, such that his teammates feed off of him, you know, and therefore you're your own you have your own style leadership you know and that that really made me think of like man that's that's pretty that's pretty sick how like although you're not the typical idea of what you think a leader is you have your own way of leadership and Mm -hmm. you can you can excel at that as well right which is which is really profound Yeah. yeah and like that always made me think of like okay like how can you be a good leader to whatever setting you're at, right? And how can you be a, a good leader in your own way, you know, which is really fascinating.
2: Damn, I really like that because it just goes to show you, like, the different types of things. All three of us, while there's some a lot of similarities, there's, like, the core of what we're talking about is very different, but still, I, th- I think, very valuable because, like, like what we're getting at is, like, I think people have a misconception about leadership, and it means you need to be, dominant and assertive and aggressive and like intimidating which is just i just don't agree with it's just old-fashioned yeah exactly it's way old-fashioned and with like with your example of draymond green i think too like this might be oversimplifying it but i think it's also a good thing to kind of simplify it this way is that as a leader or if you're thinking about leadership even if you're not a leader you can still have leadership qualities like Draymond Green is a perfect example of what you just, what, what I just said. Um, but I think I just base is like leadership is being able to positively influence the people around you. Like an influence is different from coercion or, or demanding or commanding. Yeah. Right. So, and with like MJ's example with her boss, like she wants people to be at their best, which is like, it sounds, it's so simple, but it's like, wow it's a lot lot
1: harder to do in practice though yeah Yeah. right
2: and it's for you to not seem too, uh as a boss or as a leader not to seem too like overbearing or or and and i get it too like you know like you should no one needs okay let me back up like people talk about like oh like i said before like oh people are getting soft it's like no it's not people are getting soft people are getting more in tune with what they want out of themselves and out of their environment right Mm -hmm. and no one truly truly like not to get too political but people tend to criticize like millennials and gen z especially for like wanting our hands to be held which is like not what we want at all like not even remotely close it's like
0: we just want respect
2: we just exactly we just want respect That's exactly what i was gonna say is like we want respect and that whole old-fashioned idea of respect is like oh uh you know, respect your elders or, like, blah, 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 or respect the people that came before you. It's like, it's why dude, should I... You guys are
0: the ones ruining our lives. Dude,
2: exactly. <laughs> and w- no one inherently deserves respect because, like, if you've done otherwise to, like, to to me and my identity and my and my self, my my worth, why should I give you the respect just because, like, I I usually didn't... I, when I was younger, I used to not like the, oh, you got to give respect to earn respect because I didn't understand it. And then now I think about it, like, yeah, you kind of do. Like, especially older people, like, typically they don't give respect. And, like, why should I give you respect if you don't give me respect? Like, they expect it, but they don't want to give it to us in return. Or give it to us also. Recipro- recipro- reciprocal, you know? Like, that's the that's the key word. And, yeah, it just it, – it, when I think about it, especially back then, I used to get really angry. I'm like, I don't – why do I have to give respect to people who I don't know just because they're older? Like, that's bullshit to me. Um, But, yeah, no, we don't want our hands to be held. Like, what – no one really wants that. No one truly wants that because we want to be able to find our way without people impeding on it and not being not having a fair shot, like boomers did when they were younger. Yeah. So I mean, I want my hand to be held. <laughs> I want it to be embraced.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I want it to be held. <laughs> I want to watch a movie. <laughs> Someone guide me. <laughs> uh, you'll get there, Andy. Yeah, I believe thanks. in you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting, man. I, I kind, we kind of went to a bigger conversation about leadership, but like you started out asking me about what role I would be in a, in a squad, in a gaming <laughs> squad specifically. Dude, it's all connected, man. No, it really is, though. <laughs> yeah. It goes back Circle. to also we're, Leadership's yeah. a big part. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what we're talking about, um, being able to like frame your skills a certain way depending on what you do and what you're into, but. I mean, I don't know. What would you guys say? Oh, is but, my but, role?
1: But, but before I jump into that, I just want to add one more kind of tidbit oh, yeah, about le- leadership, which I thought was really
2: interesting as well.
1: So I, f- I forgot what book this was. It was probably something about leadership, obviously. But um, oh yeah. It, basically, it, it describes like leadership as a skill, right? Like its mm-hmm. role, right? And how if you take, let's say, let's say, let's say you measure yourself. On a scale of one through ten, right? So, what, what, whatever it is, you know, in your job or your game or whatever, like you know, in any setting. And let's say you're like uh an eight, and other people are like seven or six, or some of them are nines, you know. So it's very easy to kind of see your impact based on the skill, like the hard skill itself, right? And this book was basically saying how, although that skill is in one dimension. Leadership is the other dimension, right? So if you if if you if you pick someone, let's say someone's like a nine in that skill, right? But but their leadership is like a two; they just suck at leadership. So, so you multiply those numbers together, and it's it's what is that eighteen, right? Versus let's say if you're just average at that skill, but your leadership qualities are at like maybe just average as well, at like a five right and you multiply those two numbers together that's 25 so you can already tell in a very simplified manner that the role of leadership multiplies your effectiveness based on those skills as as what and as whatever you're doing mm. so you can see even if you're not as skilled but you have some general cause of leadership you'll be way more impactful than the mm-hmm. person who doesn't really know how to be a leader but just singularly focus on that particular skill which i thought was a really neat idea and just to how it goes to show how, and, you know, this applies to everything. Everything you do in some yeah. form has has some sort That's of leadership true. qualities that you may or may not know that is in play, but it does affect what you do.
2: Yeah, I can see that. That makes that makes some sense to me. I think, um, I think, yeah, it's like being able to make decisions, even if they're the wrong decision, making a decision. I think, statistically, if you're talking about, like, probability, um, I'm not a math person, but this is the only way I can think of that makes sense to me, at least, is, like, if you can make decisions and and make it, I guess, I don't say quick, because, like, it isn't always about speed, but, like, timely enough, that's more important than just, like, being indecisive, and then also just, like, going with the flow, because then, like, whether this is, I'm not even talking about gaming, but I'm just, like, in general, too, it's just, like, When you're indecisive, like, nothing can happen. But when you make a decision, then at least something will happen. And that's like, one of the outcomes that you could ideally, at least mentally, prepare yourself for. Right? So, like, I guess the simplest way to do it is, like, if we're playing Warzone and we're, like, making a decision, okay, should we rotate across the airfield where it's open? Or should we just go sideways along the gas but, like, have cover? And we're just like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And we get stuck there and we're not moving. And then all of a sudden we get pushed on, like, like, two teams. definitely. Yeah. Right? We we can't. There's less of a chance for us to prepare for that because we know we're in a bad position. But like, fuck it. Let's just move along the gas and just deal with that rather than not knowing how good the other teams are because you can't predict whether or not they're laser beams or they're just like bots. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so let's just go along the cover and make sure we don't get spotted rather than go across the airfield and get sniped by like two different, yeah. three different teams at the same time. I don't know. That was same with Apex. No, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: It's like, oh, should I use my ultimate now? Later? Like what well, when should we Dude, do this? Like what do we do?
2: Man. And I don't want to go too much about Apex cuz we talked about it a lot last episode, but uh, I'm sorry, but there's just so many more things to think about in Apex that it's just, it's like I think in general it's way more tactical and you have to think about like not on top of what you just said like um should I peek this team? Okay, if they hit me, should I heal? How should I heal? Should I go behind this door? Should I close the door? Should I wait until I back up? Should I wait till my teammates come help me? My teammates down, should I go revive them? Oh, crap. What abilities does the other team have? What abilities do I have? Uh, what's the rotation? What weapons do we have? Like, oh my God, there's so many other things. We're like, Warzone is like, is it an open field? Is it not an open field? Are people sniping? You have no, an airstrike? Okay, we're good. Like, <laughs> you have an airstrike? Like, people camping? Because camping is the name of the game. So, in Warzone. And if you have good gun skill, you have good gun skill, but, like, that's not going to save you all the time.
0: Is the (laughs) gulag (laughs) open? So.
2: Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I think if you can make decisions, that's one aspect of leadership, but that already puts you leagues above someone who doesn't, or at least doesn't contribute to making a decision, whether that's in a game or or, or in real life. Yeah,
1: even in real life, you know, like. This this is exactly how I thought about prioritization, you know, making decisions, right? It's like on paper, you know what it is, and like you're like, oh, it's oh that's easy. I can make decisions. Like who can, you know? But then like when you really think about it, right, there's so many inputs that dictates how good of a decision is that. Like there's so many inputs in prioritization that you just don't know until you just do it and figure out for yourself like how hard of a right. job it actually is, you know.
2: True. And, and that's one of the things that you develop too, is not necessarily making the right choice more often, but more so like knowing which wrong choices to get rid of or like to, to eliminate as part of your pool of choices, yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. But yeah.
1: Going back to There's going back stuff. to what we think
2: your role is <laughs> My question. In a, in a in a team. I don't know. You can be honest. It's okay, I won't get my feelings hurt.
0: Hey, for what? For for video games?
2: For for yeah like Warzone or Apex. What your role is? Even though we don't we haven't played Apex as much with Andy.
0: You decide where we land. You're the jump master. <laughs>
2: wow. <laughs> That's so I feel so honored.
1: <laughs>
0: but you decide where how we rotate, so you're you're That the is way. true.
1: You you do though. You do have that kind of like the 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 the, the strategy behind what yeah. we should do kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can see that. Is that it? <laughs> Mar- Marcus is mainly the one that pushes forward yeah. by himself. He's, a, <laughs> he's, he's, he's the individual contributor. Yeah. You know, who's uh <laughs> racks those kills, you know. He can he yeah. can get
2: the kills, yeah, he can get the kills. Yeah. That's for sure. And that's that's not a I mean, that's a good thing. But sometimes <laughs> <laughs> Should not be left up to him, right, right? I mean, yeah, it's you know,
1: like like everybody is uh everybody is different, not the same, right? So like, that's why ha- having a the team composition and balance of that is like super important, you know. Because mm-hmm. if you have a whole team of of mark, you know, of straight aces, you know, like they'll they'll rack, yeah, yeah they'll rack up kills, kinda... but like, I mean, they'll do pretty well.
0: You're all gonna die.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Especially exactly. if
0: you're a you're each alone. And a full team is attacking you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A- at that point, you better be like, I don't, I don't know who else, Nick Merckx or Shroud. Or if you're like, you better yeah. be that good um, on that level. Or like, I don't know who else is prominent in Warzone because those are just the big names. But there's this one, uh, speaking of, there's this one, de- and I'm not even like, I don't follow Warzone like that anymore. But I can appreciate a really good player. And there's this dude, his name is Default it's spelled d-f-a-l-t he has i i i've watched so many pro players but in general just not even just warzone but he has some of the smoothest like tracking i have ever seen and for some people that might not like no one you know like that's like a little thing that like casual players might not care about but i i just i like it's like with sports like i can appreciate a good athlete but i'm not a huge sports person like and you you both of you know this but it's the same thing uh, almost the same thing with pro playing because like i i'd like to get better as a as a fps competitive fps player but i don't i don't know if i'm ever gonna get that good ever um but his tracking is like when you talk about tracking it's just like how well you follow someone with your crosshairs right that's the basic way to put it dude i have never seen someone so good at following a target until i saw this dude named default playing on warzone Uh, is it's unreal it's like a there's a lot of the videos that he puts on his YouTube as like compilations of his stream clips is like dozens of people accusing him of, ha- yeah. accusing him of hacking good because of how oh, good shit. he is. And that's how good – and like that happens sometimes but not that often. And like he just gets – like people just like – dudes get mad and they, they're just so confident in the fact that they think he's hacking. But it's like – the thing is it's one of those things where if someone was hacking, you would really, really know. It would snap. And I've seen the snap and the tracking for a hacker – is robotic like complete 100 like if if someone was tracking with a a aimbot for example it's literally like it looks like a you know how like you see clips like random clips on the internet and it's like they call it like stabilization where if it's shaky you can put like this this little filter on it where it makes the shot look like it's following someone uh like the subject rather than the scene being all shaky moving around you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like when something is not stable and then you add a stabilization like filter or whatever it makes it look weird but it's like it's following the person in the camera shot that's what aimbot looks like and it's like following no matter what and bullets don't miss like at all but with default like when he's tracking sometimes bullets miss and it's like if that was aimbot he wouldn't have missed a single bullet people have said the
0: same thing about shroud people always think he's cheating
2: (laughs) yeah people have accused shroud of. yeah when they don't know it's him especially obviously oh no actually no even on his like his own videos, yeah. people were like, oh
0: it's like, oh well, he's cheating. Yeah, people yeah. are
2: constantly like, Oh, this is his the aimbot user again. And it's like, bro, do you know Shroud has been around forever. <laughs> like you think he's at this point he's hacking? I don't know, man. It's it's just like people are so insecure in their own abilities. It's like, bro, just play the game. Like you can tell he's not hacking. I don't know why you're so so insecure. I don't know. I think it's when they see someone that much better and being that successful at something they couldn't do. Then they get jealous and they get, like, they're filled with hate. And it's like, eh, like, you might want to grow up a little bit. Yeah.
1: It's like, they say, like, no way.
2: (laughs) It's absolutely impossible. No one could ever do this. It's like, well, he is. There you go. Yeah, they forget that these guys, like, spend hours, years
1: perfecting this.
2: Daily, out, years. Daily, playing for years. And it's like, maybe if you did the same thing, you would be that good, too. And you would realize that he's not cheating. And if that's what you want, do it.
1: Yeah, it's like try shooting a three pointer, and just realize that there are guys that can make a hundred in a row of these. (laughs) Yeah, like say without missing. Yeah, that's that's the skill gap there. You know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like people, especially non basketball fan or non basketball watchers, will see that too, and they're like, "Oh, what's the big deal?" It's like, bro, only the top of the top can make that many three pointers in a row that often, right? they don't get it they right i get it
1: <laughs> yeah because
2: it, it's like well, go ahead go ahead no
1: i was just say like like trying to put that into context of like uh pc gaming right it's like maybe one measurable would be the amount it takes for you to like notice an enemy and snap onto it is like let's say for example i don't know 800 milliseconds right but for pros it's like half of that you
2: know if if that less (laughs) yeah yeah and and there's ways to measure this too there's like aim labs or kovacs or aim trainers that are like they do drills and they have a way of like testing your reaction time yeah uh one of the games that I, i have aim labs right and i just started using it just to try to see if i can get better and one of the things they do is like there's a reaction time like mini game or not game but drill and basically, it's, like, as soon as something appears on the screen, you have to click. And then it records the time between when you see it or when it when it shows it up and when you see it and, and you click, right? And so there's ways to test that. And it's just, like, I don't think people realize how much higher than the average person, like, high-level player's uh, reaction speed is. And yeah. it's, like, inhuman.
0: I think they almost. have something like that on 2K in the oh, really? gym. Well, you know, when, they turn, when you work out? as a my player yeah, <laughs> what? I yeah. Didn't know that. It's like it's like you go inside the gym and then there's like like you press the buttons when they show up and then i'm just like yeah. oh shit <laughs> yeah i'm just like oh yeah. damn, i can't do this
2: <laughs> or like i don't know i i i don't i think we talked about this a while ago how uh me, you, me and you andy about um i right, know i don't think it was on the podcast but it was like a clip of Magic Johnson when he was older and he was playing against some randoms. I don't know if they're randoms, but like obviously non-NBA players. And uh, I remember because I saw this and then I talked to you about it after I saw this on Twitter and people in the comments and the threads were just like, oh, like he's not even that good. He's washed. He's like, you know, he's hella old. Like I can probably beat him. And then then me, me and people in the comments were both saying it out, you know, responding to these people and saying like, I don't think you realize what it takes to be an NBA player. Even when you're retired, like, the skill gap between Magic Johnson, even now, however old he is now, and the average ball player, even someone who plays, like, a lot, you know, on their own time, is still really high. Yeah. Like, you don't just get to the NBA just because you like playing basketball. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Like, dude. Magic Johnson Magic Johnson at his age now will run circles around most people besides other NBA players who are you know in the NBA right now. Yeah.
0: Michael Jordan too. And they don't
2: realize like Yeah, Michael well, yeah, of course. Even if he's out of shape it doesn't yeah. matter. Like the skill level is so ingrained into him and Tim and Magic Johnson's like brain that it's just there's no way like you cannot fathom the skill level they have. So Do, do you know
1: who uh Brian Scalabrini is?
0: the white mamba
1: i know the name <laughs> yeah he's known yeah, as the, know the white name. mamba yeah yeah <laughs> so he's like he's like a career bench player basically yeah. right like oh God. You know, okay garbage time in his t- type of role player you know and i just found this out there, there he used to have a show on, i believe espn or one of those it's so like sports networks he used to have a show where it was basically him being challenged by like regular dudes and they would oh play one on one. I
0: think I've seen something. You've seen yeah, that, right? Yeah. And he would I demolish
1: these this. dudes. And like, <laughs> these dudes aren't out of shape either, right? They're just like, <laughs> they, they play regular ball. So they think they could beat Brian Scalabrini. And, and keep, check this. This is Brian Scalabrini, like years removed from even playing from an NBA game. Yeah. You know, he's like, I don't know, mid 40s or whatever. And yep. he's just destroying these dudes. <laughs> A, saying, a career bench player out of like way out of his last playing days, you know, is still destroying these dudes. It's so funny.
2: It's crazy to me how even ball, regular ball players' egos are so yeah. fucking high that they can't even imagine or they can't even believe that a washed NBA player can beat them because right. obviously they went this far as challenging him, right? right. So exactly. Uh, just like, I don't know why it's so hard for people to be humble. You know, I don't get it. But, yeah, even the worst NBA player, the worst NBA player is better than most other ball oh, players. yeah. you <laughs> yeah, talked the about The majority this. of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Would you rather and... be
0: the, <laughs> oh, the yeah. worst
1: NBA oh, yeah. player?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hell, yeah. What was, the,
2: what was the other choice? Or the best
0: video game player?
2: Or the best streamer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. And I said the best streamer, yeah. I remember. That's, yeah, but... It it gets under my skin. Not, not gets under my skin. That's like, it's not that big of a deal, but it's just a pet peeve of mine too. When people just like, I think even wor- more so the worst than that is when dudes, males are talking shit about WNBA players. Oh and they're just like, yeah. Oh, Oh dude, that's a whole trend you. now. Bro. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you guys are such insecure little man children, like, fragile masculinity. Like, bro. I don't even watch the NBA and I know, any WNBA player can run circles around most dudes on the court, and I just don't get why it's so hard for them to accept it. And there's clips of, I don't know a specific WNBA player, but there's Candace clips of Parker. WNBA players, yeah, yeah, playing against random dudes and just like destroying them.
0: A lot of people think that they could, like, you know, because Candace Parker, she was a, wasn't she also an analyst or something on? Uh, yeah, um, she still is. Yeah, she yeah. still is right. Yeah. Well, she's in her season yeah. now. Does she still do it while she's playing?
1: Oh. <laughs> Oh, she's still playing. She's in Chicago oh, now. Shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So y'all uh, ask me. I'm yeah. The only person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah,
0: like people are always like, "Oh, like, she needs to shut up. She doesn't know what she's like. She's saying," and it's like, "Bruh, she's one of the Bro, best players in the WNBA. So what are you talking about? I know. <laughs>
3: yeah. Seriously,
1: dude. Like th- that. You know, I once made this observation, and maybe it has to do with this, but maybe not. But like, I just remember that watching the game like on TV versus like seeing it live it's it's really different right cuz like for me when i saw it live i'm just like dude these dudes like are moving like gods yeah like that right? they're moving like gods like they they move so smoothly so so fast and like when you cuz this this one time I, I sat really close and I was just watching how they play. I'm just like, there's a lot more going on right in the game than you than you can actually catch on on TV. Like, there was like a game within the game. And you know we know how they say like, uh, like I, right now they say oh you know like the NBA is soft. You know it wasn't as you know rough mm-hmm. back then and stuff like that. To degree like I, I kind of right. agree with that. But then when I watched it live, I'm like, dude, these guys are still like. Fouling like crazy, and you don't catch that. You know, and like
2: their it, bodies up.
1: Exactly. It's like there's so much shit going on, and Sometimes maybe that's part of it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe they don't. Maybe because you know those 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 idiots only see it on TV, and they don't realize if you watch this game live, like it's it's totally different. I remember, you know, Clay Thompson, right? I remember just seeing him on TV, and like, okay, you know, he runs around the screens a lot, and like, oh yeah, he's a really yeah. good shooter. And but when I watch him live, I'm like. This dude is fast as fuck. Like, <laughs> fast I as fuck. I definitely can't keep up with him. Like, like, like he was go? so fast. And like, yeah. But on TV, it doesn't look like he's yeah. that fast, mm-hmm. right? But in live, I'm just like, holy shit, he's like sprinting everywhere, and he's like changing corners right. for his size. Like, yeah. And like, it's, it, it should look so hard because of his frame, but he's doing yeah. it like he's doing it as well as guys that are quicker and smaller than him. I'm just like, holy shit. And I remember. Dude, I remember watching Kobe live, man. Oh man, dude, it TV. I swear, TV does not do anybody justice, man. Like when when I saw Kobe live, it was he he moved so easily, like it looked like he wasn't even thinking. Like it was just like he just does this like right. regularly, like dropping like, in, he like forty it, points. <laughs> Doesn't even sleep. Exactly, it's crazy. So like yeah. maybe that's part of it. Like these dudes just don't see these things in person. They just
2: don't appreciate it and they just, you know,
1: just make fun of it and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, I could see that. But I also can see that people, those same people are misogynists. In and still think, <laughs> well, yeah, that too. In the, in the case of the WNBA, but uh, even in the regular NBA, um, yeah, like even some of them could be going in person to games regularly and still think, oh, it's not a big deal. Or, yeah, you know, uh, even if they, okay, uh, even if they see like Magic Johnson at his current age, and they see him playing a random pickup game in person, they're like, oh yeah, he's not a big deal. And it's like, first of all, do you know how dominant Magic Johnson was when he was playing? <laughs> like you, and Dude, he won
1: five championships right? Hall of and Famer. I'm not even,
2: like I said, I'm not a basketball person, but I know that because I appreciate yeah. good athleticism and I can see that and I like to do my research and I'm not look like an idiot at the yeah. very minimum. <laughs> and yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't get like, it.
1: It's like you know his name for a reason,
2: you know? Yeah, right. Same thing with the WNBA, man. It's like, what do you think? What do you think happens? I don't get it. Like, what do they think happens? You <laughs> know, like behind yeah, the did, scenes, they just know? sign
1: anybody who wants to join. You
2: know, right? <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. Can I join you guys? Oh, sure, man. Woman, it's like, girl. The the top one percent of basketball players yeah. is in the
1: NBA,
3: like,
2: exactly. That should be enough. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it also goes to show, like. It's like, yeah, some people – this is uh, another topic entirely, the whole idea of, like, should uh, athletes get paid as much as they get paid and how it's, like, it might be unfair because all they do is, you know, entertain us, right? Whatever. That's a different topic. But I I still like the level of, like, grit and Mm -hmm. physical ability and, like I said, people, they beat up their bodies, whether that's basketball, um, combat sports like boxing or – soccer or whatever whatever the sport is right um you can't deny like how much work like i feel like people still don't understand how much work re- like they hear about it and then like they glorify it, like oh yeah all these buzzwords determination motivation uh discipline blah 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 but like they don't really understand it's what- hella work <laughs> it's so much work and that goes for both the nba and the wnba like yeah you know so I just yeah, I have an appreciation for that kind of thing and I just don't think people realize what they say to and and like how that shapes not just their perception but like other people's people's perceptions of certain things because like who we, first of all who even started who was like got bold enough to get on the internet especially and go on like the Instagram profiles of like NBA and WNBA players and be like you ain't shit. Excuse me? Like I know it's an anonymous <laughs> thing because it's the internet but at the same time it's like your parents don't love you, do they? Yeah. I can tell. That kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, at that point there's just super ignorance, really.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, it's a uh, Sometimes like I get tired just looking at like NBA players play and WNBA players play. I'm like, dude, I don't know how they do it because like you said, like with Clay Thompson or just anyone like bro running the uh, at that level too, for a whole game. Well, I mean, some people, you know, like they have substitutions or whatever. But keeping up that level of play, like what what average ball player on the street do you know that can do that that consistently for weeks? Right.
1: For months. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, months. Yeah. Yeah. And then like a and then and then playing the summer yeah. <laughs> and start that shit over again.
2: It's just exhausting yeah. hearing about it. <laughs> I'm not doing I know. anything.
1: And, like, so. let alone, like, okay, it's, like, w- when I do, like, a really tough workout, and then the next day, like, I'm, like, sore as fuck, can't do anything, <laughs> and I'm, like, all right, I'm just going to take a rest day. No, nah, if you're an athlete, you're fucking doing something that Scrimaging, day. <laughs> like, that next day. Yeah. 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 Sometimes they play back-to-backs. Like, yeah. Jesus. Right. Yeah. Like, the the amount of sacrifice. Yeah. And, like, that, that word gets thrown out there a lot, but, like, yeah. It's no joke, like the amount of sacrifice that they have to do just to like play at that level, right?
2: And at some points, it's ridiculous. It is detrimental, though. It's too much, because and it's not really their fault. It's like the management or the you know NBA schedulers, uh, schedule. Yeah, whoever's in charge of like the higher up part of it. Um, that's why. And I, I forgot what recently came up, but I remember I was like, why are they like so many people getting injured? I remember you were telling me MJ like they're playing more often than they usually do yeah because like, the shorter season up. yeah and which is sh- like no person should have to put themselves with that kind of torture because if you get injured in a, a certain way then it's over for you and it's that's your livelihood then what yeah yeah i
1: think this season so. they only they play like 10 less games or something
0: yeah and i think some some of them played like three games in a row or like or like three games yeah. in like Four game or four-day right. span back, back, or something back like that. Back-to-back-to-back. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. crazy. That,
1: that hasn't been done, I think. It's fucking you
0: ridiculous. Know. Not healthy. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, there's there's like... I'm obviously not like a sports scientist, but <laughs> right. I, I found this really interesting how... Because, yeah, when I was watching the NBA back as a kid, I'm like, I don't remember there being that many injuries Yeah. Mm-hmm. compared to today. It like, everybody's fucking getting injured and shit. And... I was I was watching this video by he was talking about Tim Grover, right? He's the athletic trainer first for Michael Jordan and then Kobe Bryant and then D-Wade, right? And how his whole philosophy is basically building your body as a foundation using like just weights like you know Heavy weights and building your like weightlifting, right? Preparing your body for like the the season of the NBA, right? And he has his whole his his whole philosophy is about doing that and not using you know bands as a substitute for for that because like it doesn't really um form the same kind of yeah it doesn't reinforcements right yeah it doesn't emulate yeah
2: it in the same way
1: yeah and I'm like it seems like all these other NBA teams, they're not doing that. <laughs> like other players aren't really going that route and maybe like they don't want to yeah. get too bulky or whatever. I'm just like, dude, these are proven results. Like Michael Jordan, when have you ever seen him injured? Like just think about that. Like,
2: I, that's, yeah. <laughs>
1: I've that's i never heard of him being injured. I don't even know. right? I mean, because I'm a fan, I know he was injured in one of his rookie year or one okay. of his early seasons, but like that was it. He didn't know Tim Grover back then, right? He went, and he never like skipped a game. He never, you know, rested. You know, and he was never injured. Same, same with Kobe. Like he will. I mean, Kobe's different. I think because his pain tolerance is just ridiculous. Yeah. But like, yeah, all these. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm clearly missing something because all these players are getting injured like crazy, and and they're just not. Maybe they're just not lifting, bro.
0: Because <laughs> uh, LeBron hadn't been injured that much. Until like yeah. you know, this season, yeah,
1: yeah. And he apparently he spends like a million dollars on his body a year, God which damn is like insane.
0: Well, he has the money, so and,
1: yeah. Possible. But yeah, he, he's he's been pretty, yeah. He's really have 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 never been injured yeah. in a long run too. So he's he's doing something right too, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, but all these I, other players, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things I used to think, especially when uh, this happened around the time. Uh, it was another observation, just a thing I thought about when D Rose started getting it. injured. And <laughs> you're gonna say D yeah. Rose, and because I used to super, I used to be into fitness like a lot. I used to read a lot about it. I used to go on forums. I used to read articles. I was really into it, like the science behind it and like the justification for certain like uh, uh, exercises and workouts and I don't physiology. Think he conditioned
0: and, his knee his and knees that much.
2: He's like the perfect example of how not to condition your athletes, and I don't place, yeah. especially the way he played, or any of the blame. Yeah. Then? Any of the blame on him, honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so j- just to jump in there, um, there after that research research has been done, apparently he he never developed his way of landing versus mm-hmm. exploding
2: versus Wh- exploding, right? Which is a thing you can train. You can exactly. train yeah. landing.
1: So so when when Kobe started working with Tim Grover, that's exactly what he did. You know those uh those. That thing where you, that leg exercise where you push push up, you know, this is like machine and you just push. Oh, the leg, press. With your legs. leg press. Leg yeah. press. Yeah. What apparently what he would do was he would have Kobe not even do the the movement of pressing up. Like he would have, have people actually do that for him, and what we had to do, he would have to only Lower focus it. on lowering it. Yeah. Just to practice landing, because he's because you know Kobe's also when he was young that like, that explosive, and of course Derek Rose is. a probably even more explosive. But like <laughs> he was. But yeah, right? so he had him started he had him started basically doing only those exercises like all around his body and all this stuff just to like prolong his, his uh, effectiveness. And yeah, I, I wish
0: Derrick Rose would have done that too, you know. Who knows <laughs> I, I, where I, he would be right now. I hope John Morant is like, I know, like, right? training his He's, landing yeah. because yeah. he plays a lot similar to how he did he does, back then. So he does. Yeah. Just how he plays, man. He's freaking... He's quick. Yeah. Jumps so much. He's so explosive. So hopefully he's strengthening his landing.
2: <laughs> his landing, <yep. laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's one of those things. I'm not... This is not to get too much into, like, technical parts of, like, working out and exercises. Personally, I'm not a fan of using any kind of machines, and leg press counts as that for me. But that the general principle of the way that he was tr- helping... Uh, kobe train was a kobe you said yeah yeah helping kobe train like how to condition your body for landing um is a thing you can do and like one of the best examples i can think of as an a, another athlete across i guess a cross sport kind of thing that they could have incorporated is like gymnasts gymnasts specifically train and it's not just like land. people think oh they just want to look aesthetically pleasing and cool when they land and they do that weird arm thing when they land off the like the 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 vaults or whatever that's part of it, but they learn legit, like, ways to condition your joints and your, your tendons, especially in your legs and your ankles, in um, your knees and your ankles, um, to land properly. And they do it in a controlled manner to where, like, you know, just, like, I don't know. The easiest way to think of it is, like, in video games where you're training, like, experience points, right, for RPGs, right? Uh, You don't ever always go at your max all the time. You have to, like, work. And they, it's called experience points because you're doing something... Like you're fighting monsters that are near your level, not above your level, right? Mm-hmm. So if you keep doing above your level, you're just gonna keep dying. You're not gonna get anywhere. Same thing with your life. If you keep going at the max all the time, like in this case in the NBA, like in a game, you're just going 100, exploding, but not necessarily like trading training it. But
0: mm-hmm. you're just
2: going for it. You're you're gonna just you're gonna obliterate your your your, yeah. your joints. Um, same thing, like if you just train below your threshold and not in a game, but in a, in the weight room and you're like working on it, then you slowly increase whatever the max, like below your max is. And you keep moving towards that threshold, but not at it. If That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Yeah. And I think the same thing can be applied to just like, not even just working out, but like with any skill that you're trying to do, it's not, people think you have to grind it out like this rising grind or this hustle and grind culture thing. That's been kind of popular on social media is like, if you're not working, you're losing, blah blah blah. And it's like such a it's such a stupid mindset to me because like if you're gonna keep grinding, guess what you're gonna grind? You're gonna grind away your fucking soul. You're gonna grind away your your health. And then what you have nothing to show for it. Like yeah. why?
1: Yeah, I, I so. remember seeing some post that was like, Yeah, you people who, who sit who like who praise like, Oh, I just, you know, work sixty hours a week and I only sleep four hours a it, Yeah, exactly. I'm like, is that your flex? You know? It's like <laughs> right is that where you're supposed to flex like like a zombie yeah how much you're you're uh indentured to to the to the workforce i don't know (laughs) yeah
2: it's not healthy yeah like i don't know i think you can go a long way in learning like restraint and restraint doesn't mean like being too conservative conservative in your in your actions it just means like knowing when not to like Go 110 and not doing it all the time. So. Plus Ultra. Yeah, <laughs> only go Plus Ultra when absolutely necessary. Yeah. Just like All Might, or Deku. Unless unless you're Goku, where you know you want to always <laughs>
1: surpass your limits all the time at, at every moment possible. You know. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Fucking Goku. But yeah, um, I don't. Do you guys wanna wanna wrap it up? I think we're at a good. Yeah. That's a good witness mm-hmm. to to kind of like send it off, I think. Any other closing thoughts from you? Either of you?
0: Goodbye everyone.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
2: yeah. She's not She's going to go she, on. Dude,
1: she sounded like Gray Rat from Dark Souls. <laughs> Goodbye.
2: <laughs> she doesn't know who that is. Oh. But he's a very tragic character basically. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a little innocent like merchant dude that you talk to and he just kinda like wants the help. He's like, Oh, I have stuff to sell, you wanna buy it? And then you buy stuff, and he's like, Hey, I can go out and get more stuff, and you're like, Okay. And then yeah, stuff happens. I'm not gonna spoil he it. He dies. No. Oh. Uh he can, but no. No. <laughs> oh my god. If you can prevent him from dying. Okay. Though. So well. Yeah, I won't say anymore. <laughs> um <laughs>
0: But yeah. This is going to be my last episode for a while. Just because I'll be leaving for Boston next Mm week. So. Nice. Soon. (laughs) Yeah. No, but we'll see. Maybe we'll do a couple. I'll do a couple episodes with you guys. Just not with a good setup. Over there. Yeah. You don't have to. It's fine. (laughs) It's up to you. It's like the
2: convenience ratio to. Mm -hmm. Whatever what that is. Yeah. So but yeah, she won't be here. She'll so be on hiatus.
0: Yeah. But it'll be going still, so these dudes will mm-hmm. uh keep it going.
2: You know it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> gang gang.
0: Oh god. a <laughs> <Cine> gang gang. a <laughs> gang gang. a gang.
2: <laughs> All right, yeah. And anything else you wanna say, Andy?
1: No, I'm good. You know, we had a good talk about what are you talking about? Video games, leadership, leadership, leadership.
0: group projects,
2: NBA, basketball, projects, yeah, basketball, yeah, basketball in general. A lot of basketball. I'm not mad about that. Good stuff. Yeah. Good
0: oh, stuff. who do you think's gonna win the championship this season?
2: Ooh, you're asking Andy, right? Because I'm not.
0: <laughs> I yeah.
2: I don't know the
0: championship. Oh, okay, who do you think will make the finals?
3: I think. Oh man. I feel like it's either gonna be.
1: I think it's gonna be Clippers. Really. Because of Rajon Rondo. Okay. Yeah, I I feel like that was the piss. That was the piss. That was that was the piece they were missing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Piece and missing (laughs) together. Yeah. I haven't heard Rajon Rondo's name in a minute. Right. Yeah. Damn. I think on the east side.
0: You think the Nets?
3: Yeah, it's probably going to be the Nets. Although, you I don't, really don't want them to go. Yeah, I was like, talk <laughs> <sound> about that. <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to be the
0: Nets.
1: I'll be rooting for the Heat and the Knicks, though.
0: Me, too. Nice.
1: Tom Thibodeau. To Dibodeau.
0: Derek <laughs> Rose and. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh my
2: yeah, God. Yeah. yeah. The Butler?
0: Yeah. The Butler. We'll see, though. They lost cool. their first game, so. <laughs> Who
2: knows? Who?
1: The Knicks. The, the Knicks or oh yeah, the Knicks? So, Did Miami
2: uh, win?
0: I don't know. If Miami. I don't know either.
2: Just like with any sport. I feel like most sports, it's like. You can predict as much as you want, but really it's still unpredictable.
0: I don't do You're it. right. Honestly.
1: It's it's so unpredictable.
0: Do when March Madness happened? A lot of people's brackets are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of I've upsets. done that once,
1: I'm never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do I remember like the war the We Believe Warriors era? We were you know, back when with like Baron Davis yeah. and them. Monte? I remember we were eighth seed. Eighth seed. And we destroyed the first seed.
0: Damn. <laughs>
1: in
2: the first round of the playoffs. Like what? <laughs> yeah, statistics aren't everything, man. Yeah, exactly. They help, but they're not everything.
0: <laughs> but we shall see.
2: All right. All right. Yeah, good we'll talk, see. guys. Well, it's a good talk. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Hopefully, people get something out of this. Um, appreciate everyone that listens and is listening and will continue to listen. So, we love you. And yeah, I guess it's pizza. Peace, pizza out. Peace out. Pizza, pizza, pizza out. out. Pizza out. Pizza out. out. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye. <laughs>